Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Way. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be looking at giving thanks before you eat. And in 1 Corinthians 10.31 in the NIV version, verse 31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. And in 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5 of the NIV, it says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings have come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is, if it is received with thanksgiving. But because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer, now in Matthew 14 verses 19 through 21 of the NIV, it says, And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides the women and children. Amen. We find that there are 39 Bible verses addressing thanksgiving to God before eating. I would like to share with you a personal story of a great man who I believe is with the Lord and who I believe that the Lord put in my way to guide me as I was a young man. When I got married in 1984, I was blessed that my supervisor, Mr. Frank Rovira, rest in peace, was a man of God, a man of faith. He was a treasure at our church, and his wife was full of the Holy Spirit and just really good people. So Frank got me a job working for him with the Good Tire, Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company at the Miami Greyhound Service Terminal. And we would become very good friends, and we even attended the same church together. I believe that the Lord placed Frank in my life to groom me and teach me about our Lord Jesus Christ, for I was not saved at that time. I knew about Jesus. I had heard about Christ, but I was not saved. So the months and years would pass, and we would always work together on the same shift. So we always took our breaks at the same time, and I always noticed that Frank would always pray before his meals or his snacks or dinner. Whenever my family and I went over to uh, for dinner to his home, 
he would pray. So one day I asked Frank, Frank, why did he pray before his meals? So Frank told me about a missionary who had come to our church and gave the following account of why we should pray for our meals before eating. And this is in addition to the scriptures that I just read to you. So the missionary, whose name I don't know, said that there was a construction worker working at a huge, that he was a construction worker, working at a huge construction project, and that at lunchtime, everyone would sit on one bench, and he sat alone on the other bench. Moreover, his fellow co-workers would mock him as he prayed before his meal unmercifully. And this occurred many times over, over a period of time, which I don't know how long, and I don't know the place where this event unfolded. Then one day, as Frank would tell me, he says that the missionary would tell him that one day as everyone sat for lunch, again the gentleman sat by himself and was praying for his meal, and his co-workers were mocking and laughing at him as another usual day. However, this day, as he was praying, a stray dog had entered the job site and had grabbed his lunch bag unbeknown to him. When he opened his eyes from praying for his meal, he observed that the dog running throughout the yard with his lunch bag in his mouth. And the dog would lead this gentleman to the area where his co-workers were. And at this point, his co-workers were in tears from laughing so hard and mocked him unmercifully. And the dog would run out of the job site with the gentleman's running after the dog and trying to get back his lunch bag. It was during this time that the missionary and the dog were completely outside of the job site that an earthquake happened. And the only person to survive that earthquake was that missionary who was being mocked by his fellow co-workers and, he, and this, this missionary who was serving Christ. And friends, you know, sometimes in life, God will lead us before our, our, our foes. And they'll mock us and they'll laugh. But you know, God sees all things. And friends, sometimes God will use means beyond our beliefs to come and save us from what's to come. Since the day that Frank told me this account, which must have been somewhere around 84, 1984, I can say that we, my wife and I and our children, have prayed before any meals that we've had in our home unabatedly, thanks to Frank for teaching me the word. And I encourage you, friends, that if you don't know Jesus, today's your day. And you know, as I think of Thanksgiving, I know that a lot of people 
pray and give thanks to the Lord on Thanksgiving Day, which is great. But can I tell you the truth? For us, it's just like another day because we thank Him every day. I encourage you, friends, to thank, take a minute before your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I do it even before I drink coffee and dessert. And I thank Him for providing for me and my family. And I encourage you to do that. And friends, I want to I want you to picture the following thing. I want you to picture yourselves extending your hand out to greet someone. And the person just walks by and doesn't even acknowledge you. Now I want you to picture Jesus extending his hand out to you. And you walking by and not acknowledging him. And he's been extending his hand out to you for years, months, and days. But you know what's a good thing about our Lord? He's ready to forgive you. He doesn't hold grudges. He's not going to punish you. He wants to bring peace and love and eternal life into yours, into your life. He wants to forgive you of all of your sins. And He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're in jail or if you're the CEO of a gazillionaire company. Without Christ, friends, we have nothing. And he loves us all the same. And if you've ever been told that you're going to hell because of this lifestyle or that lifestyle, that is simply just not true. Because the Lord loves everyone. And when he went to die on Calvary, he died for the least of us. Or the CEO who's a gazillionaire. If we all have a heart for God. And if we accept. What he did on Calvary friends. You will be forgiven. And you will have eternal life. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you would like to accept Jesus this day. I ask you to please follow along. Lord Jesus. I come before your throne. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you this day, Lord, to become my Lord and my Savior. I want to take your hand, Father, and from this day forward, let's walk together. Please talk to me, Lord. Guide me. Father, you know the situation that I am in. And I feel hopeless. But Father, show me. Make a way for me, Father. Give me hope, Father. Give me eternal life with you. With God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And your angels in heaven. And I accept your, your sacrifice on Calvary. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Friends, if you said that prayer, I believe that you were born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching and preaching church. I encourage you to find and buy a Bible that you can understand, that the words just uh, stand out to you. I encourage you to take copious notes of all of your Bible studies during the week, of your Sunday school lessons, of all the sermons that the pastor gives. And before you get ready to indulge in his word, I encourage you to pray. Ask the Lord to open your understanding. Ask the Lord to help you remember the information that you're going to be putting in your in your brain. And so that you can share it with others that may need to hear that word. Amen. I always close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of Pastor John H. Osteen who had the very best phrase I have ever heard. So in honor to him, and so that you know where this phrase comes from, it not, does not come from me. Pastor Osteen would always close out his TV sermons, which my wife and I would look at with the following phrase. And he would say, friends, keep Jesus first place in your life. And he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and for the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May God bless you, protect you today and always. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you.